Hey everybody, it's Lon Seidman. It's time once again for your weekly ramp up and we've got a fun one this week. We're going to sit down with Major Nelson from Xbox, otherwise known as Larry Herb. Larry has been the face of Xbox for a very long time, well over a decade. And we're going to get to know him a little bit, learn how he got into the role that he's in at Microsoft and how that role has changed over the years as well. It's a very fun discussion. I shot it over the weekend, so let's roll that tape and get to it. So joining me now is Major Nelson, otherwise known as Larry Herb from Microsoft's Xbox division. Can I call you Larry or should I call you Major? What's what's the best way to uh, address Lon, me, you and I have uh, you you and I have virtually and somewhat known each other for a long time. So Larry, please call me Larry. I insist. Okay, I will call you Larry. I am honored to do so. So for, first of all, I, I want to let everyone know how how we know each other. So we've never actually yeah. met in person. Um, nope. But because um, I'm on one coast, you're on the other. But I started listening to your podcast in like 2005, 2006, right when the 360 was coming out. So yep. you know, you were kind of an escape for me during a very stressful uh, job that I was doing. So I, I wrote to you one day to just to, you know let you know that you were appreciated. Um, but your your origin at Microsoft goes back even further than that. So so how did you get yeah. to where you are at Microsoft? Because it's kind of a unique role in the industry, I think. I got to tell you, Lon, it's uh, first of all, I am a fellow uh, former resident of Connecticut. Um, I, uh, you know, I grew up in Connecticut, I was born in Connecticut, I was born in New Haven. And, you know, I worked, you know, I, I, I went to high school in Connecticut, I went to Syracuse University to the Newhouse School of Communication. And uh, out, of, out of college, I started working in radio. So I worked for about a decade in radio, I worked in Hartford for some of the stations that you're probably aware of. And while I was doing that, this was the mid-90s, um, Microsoft was about to launch Windows 95. And I had some friends that had kind of known somebody. And long story short is I ended up running communities for some of the, some of the, um, some of the uh, MS, what was that, what then was beginning of MSN 1.0. And I started running communities for MSN while, that was my night job. So and that was like online, that was like their online service thing. So you would log yep. in with your modem and... And everything else, yep. right? Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, and and um, so that was as the kids say, that's my that was my side hustle. My daily hustle was was radio. Was that was my regular job? And soon I realized that I could make a lot more money on this web thing than <laughs> I could in radio. <laughs> and um, it it went on for a few years, and then I got tapped on the shoulder by the rest of my crew, saying, "Hey, you've worked in radio, you know music. Do you want to come help us launch a music service?" Yeah, so. My wife wow. and I moved from Connecticut to Seattle, which is, it doesn't get any further away unless yeah, we move to like, move, uh, Hawaii. Right. Yeah. It was a big move for us. And I started working in the, in the, on the music team and next to our offices lawn, you know, physically like one hallway, the next hallway was this group of people that were working on some really cool stuff. And it turns out they were working on the original Xbox. Oh, really? It was like a so, top secret yeah, sunk so, work kind of thing, right? Yeah, and I was like, I'd be waiting to get into a meeting room, and the people coming out of the meeting room had like controllers and computers and game. I'm like, whoa, I, I got to get in on this. So <laughs> let me. End. Um, so, long story short, now, was, were, you, were you a uh, video gamer late, at the time? Yeah, I was. I mean, my mom bought the, um, gosh, what was it? The Selectivision. It was the Sears version of the Atari 2600. Okay, right. You, yep. Okay. I remember that. Yep. You know, it was still wood grained. Right. Uh, but it was it was that, and I remember that. And I would, you know, I even remember in high school, in our tiny little high school, when they had computer labs. I begged the 
guy who ran the computer lab said, look, I'll buy you coffee if you open up the computer lab at seven for an hour before school so I can go in there and play games. And I used to play this old Atari game called Star Raiders. Mm-hmm. And Is that I the one with love the, that with the, game. With the keypad? Yeah, you could like play a, with the keypad, but it was yep. really like you were flying through space. Right, right. And right. I love that game. So, you know, so anyway, I went to Syracuse after high school and got into to the nerd stuff. And I anyway, went through and so I moved out to moved out to um, Seattle and started working. And then I, I just got to know a lot of the folks on the Xbox team. And in 2003, 2002, they're like, hey, we want to do something with community. You've done community with, with Microsoft for a long time. I was doing it from Connecticut. Right. And as a vendor, would you come join the Xbox team? And I'm like, I'm a video gamer and I can work. Yes. I mean, I couldn't <laughs> say yes fast enough. Right, right. And I went down there and um, went down. I stayed down there because they had then since moved to the like another part of campus. We were next to a gravel pit. And it was kind of way, way, way off campus. And um, I just started working on there. And, and then I realized I'm like, this, y- y- it's kind of hard to describe when you realize I'm home. I felt right. so good there. I was mm. so excited to go to work every morning. We were working on controllers. I had my dev kit, my Xbox dev kit, and I was learning how to be a developer and what it meant to be a developer and how it worked, and I learned all the underpinnings. And so it just started started from there. And then in 2004 or five, I did this, started doing the podcast because, as we know, podcast is really just radio. Right, sure. And I started doing that, and then, you know, here we are. Many, many, many years later, three consoles I've launched, multiple con- hundreds of controllers, it feels right. like, uh, and hundreds of games as well. And you've become kind of the face of the product, too. I, I think, you know, you, you're, on the, you're on the console. You know, I, I boot you yeah. up, and there, there's Larry doing, <laughs> doing the Xbox. Here I am. From... Sitting, I'm, I'm right here on the console. Yeah. yeah. And so what happened was is we were, you know, we realized we wanted to have a conversation with gamers because gamers are really chatty they love talking about their they're passionate about what they do and i love that so we i'm like let's talk directly to them so you know this is before the ages of youtube and twitch and twitter and so we were doing that all the time and it was such a great way to talk directly to the audience and i and to this day i mean everybody now has a tiktok and a twitter handle and all that but i still you know show up to work every day excited to learn more about what we're doing as a company, what we're doing for Xbox, what we're doing for gamers. You know, I've been through a few uh, heads of Xbox where on, you know, Phil Spencer's been with us for the longest time now, and he is amazing, you know, and he's got this mantra that when everybody plays, we all win, and, and we certainly believe that on the Xbox team. And, and do people come to you and say, Larry, what are, what are the gamers thinking? Do you feel like you have, it's probably some pressure to try to keep up on the pulse of that because you're probably sitting in a meeting having to collect all of this stuff that you're getting in, how do you how do you manage yeah. that? It, I'll tell you, it's it, it's a little easier now because everybody just cracks open a browser and goes to you know Reddit.com yeah. forward slash R slash you know <laughs> Xbox One. So right. there's a lot of people that know, but it's it's I help them normalize the data and understand what the the noise to signal ratio, what's noise and what's signal, and that's really the most important thing is to find out what what's really going on here. What do people what are they asking for? Because sometimes they'll ask for something. They don't necessarily want this particular feature, but they want something that does something like that. And how can right. we build that in to the rest of the experience? Now, when the community component of this of this role started, this was probably, what, in, around 2004-ish, 2005? Yep. Um, yeah, right before we launched Xbox 360. Around that time was like when blogging became a thing and everybody had to have a yeah. blog. And, and there was this yep. this short period of time where these big corporations, including Microsoft, 
we're, we're starting to like let people in to see more than just kind of a sanitized message from the PR department. And I, and yeah. I think, you know, to a large degree, many companies, Microsoft kind of is the exception to that, I think, but many companies have, you know, kind of gone back to that sanitized model of being very cautious about what's, what's said and, and how things get communicated yeah. to the public. You've had a lot yeah. of free reign. That's always something that's, that's intrigued me, that they trusted you to, to, to represent the company without, you know, having to watch these videos jump cutted with a bunch of edits that bunch of edits <laughs> and redactions and everything else. Um, what's that been like? I mean, it's it, it was I almost feel like you maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you kind of created your own job there. Yeah, without you're absolutely right, um, Lon. And I, I convinced that if I were to try to do what I wanted to do today, you know what I'm doing, and if I were to try to go, it would be no, 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 you can't do that. But because I've been doing it for so long, and I understand, I mean, I've, I've, I work on the engineering team, I work in the communications team, we're a very tight team, we understand how to tell stories. And I, I this is a true story, Lon, I wake up every morning and go, God, I hope I don't screw this up today. Because <laughs> I, I just love my job, I love what I do, I love talking to people, I love talking, building products with our engineers and coming up with communication plans and whatnot. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's heart-wrenching because it's difficult to do. I've described it as sometimes when you're, you know, blogging or tweeting or, you know, being out in the social space, it's it's like it's like going into a, a mine. You're going to come out with 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 your hands and feet blown off or you're going to come out with piles of gold. You just right. don't know. Right. And, you know, fortunately, I've only had my hands and feet blown off once or twice um, <laughs> and come out with gold more times than not, right. but it's it's been challenging, but I mean, there was a time it, it helps that in the early days of Xbox, we just didn't have. We were like I told you, we were at the end of the end of the highway near a, near a gravel pit, and people right. weren't really paying attention to us. Um, so we kind of I don't want to say got away with a lot of stuff, but we certainly had a lot more free reign. You were kind of under the radar there. It's uh, yeah, and and now yeah. Xbox is is one of the largest divisions at Microsoft. It's a major consumer brand. Yeah, we are the largest consumer brand at Microsoft by far, and it's and you know and with Phil, I mean Phil sits Phil Spencer, our head of Xbox, uh, he reports directly to Satya Nadala, our CEO. So gaming is critically important to what we do at Microsoft as a whole. Whether it's using our Azure services, whether it's or using our development kits, whether it's using you know whatever the, whatever it is in the stack, as we say in software, uh, whatever it is in the stack, you know we are a great showcase because millions of people use Microsoft products every day. Whether it's Word, whether it's Excel, whether it's Outlook, whether it's Windows. And that's kind of the work you have to do. We're 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 the kind of you know with with this thing we're the we're the thing you want to go home and have fun with, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. How long have you been doing this podcast for? It's been like fifteen years, right? Sixteen. Yeah, it's been about fifteen years, and it, you know we migrated once uh, once COVID kind of went nuts, uh, and that started happening. We converted. I, you know, I built out the studio here with the lighting, much like much like your your tech den over there, Lon. Right. Uh, with with your with your with your pile of beige Macs in the back there, <laughs> so, I got to do some um, retro brightening. But it's—I uh, know they look great, but it's yeah. it's uh, it's you know it's been 15 years and it's been a lot of fun to be able to kind of migrate and again take the audience with me. You know, you talked about how you were listening to me when you were younger, you know, and it's you're in a great example of the type of person that listened to me. Uh, or was following me, and now you're you're a little bit older. I mean, sorry to tell you, Lon, you're a little bit older, like yeah. me. Um, <laughs> but you know, you've got a family now, and you're probably introducing gaming to your kids. Um, so this is I I just I'm 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 part of your family in that kind of extracted way. 
Right. No, you are. It, and it's helping me because I'm, I'm trying to find stuff that I can get them to play. And, and one of the things that's been great about Game Pass and actually the interviews that you do on the podcast is that you can get a little bit more of the story behind the game and determine yeah. from that whether or not it's because you know, it's very limited time that I have to play games with the kids at night. So we really want to yeah. focus in on something that I know they can play quickly. So the podcast is, has become very useful for, you know, not only for me, um, but also for family right. game time to get, you know, to get kind of that, that focus on, um, on, on what would be a You need good, to check uh, out Rainbow game. Billy. Rainbow Billy. I'm going to write that yeah. one down and check it out. Write that down, Rainbow, because it's, it's a game where there's, it's, it's a nonviolent game where you have to paint the world with colors. Oh, my Check goodness. Out Rainbow Billy. I had why haven't I had, why I had the I interview? Have, I have not seen I that had, one yet. I had an interview about that a couple, couple of weeks ago, so I think you should check that one out. I will check it out. Now, how has, how has it changed? You know, because podcasting has been around for a while. Um, you're yeah. now doing video in addition to podcasting, or, or actually both at the same time, kind of like how I'm doing it. Um, how, how, yeah. did you, how have you had to adapt what you do based on how things have changed out in, in the media landscape here? I mean, it's really just trying to uh, finding the new ways to deliver our message and, and educate people like you just talked about, Lon, where people are like looking for that next game to play. There's so much competition for our time, not just mm -hmm. my time and your, but everybody you've got. You know, you've got a million things on Netflix to watch. You have, you know, you have social media that's distracting and chirping at you every second. Well, how do we get you to find a good game that you can play, you know, exactly what your problem is and get you in there? And that's kind of what Game Pass was all about is, is let's just get you subscribed. Sir. So the barrier to entry to play games is so low. You just have to download it. And not even that now. We now have the ability. We're going to start rolling it out broader where you can go through here and stream games directly to your console and try them out before you download them. Oh, that's so that's actually to the console versus just the phone. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've so been that using way the phone it's, it's option kind of... for me because like I, I, I um, you rather than, you have a pretty fast internet connection, but still like you got to allocate storage and I just want to pick it up and try it out. Is it something I want to download? Yeah. I don't have to pay for and it. And that allows you. To, <laughs> do I want to download? Yeah, that it? allows you to do it with with yeah. the streaming with with, uh, with Xbox Game Pass and the streaming to console that we're 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 rolling out. And it's 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 a great feature because exactly that you can play like the first ten minutes and go okay, and then it's like I want to download it. Of course, your save is just going to continue with you. Why wouldn't it? What we realized was that you know certainly we're going to continue to sell Xbox Series Xs and Xbox Series Ss. But Phil always wanted to reach as many gamers as possible. And there's, there's millions of gamers out there that c maybe can't afford a console. Maybe we don't even sell Xbox in their region, but maybe they have a mobile phone. Maybe they do that. Maybe we can get our services on there so that we can, uh, Game Pass now becomes a service that is available on a variety of devices. It's on PC, it's on, it's on, uh, you know, it's on iOS, it's on Android. So that's, that's what, that's kind of the next frontier. Are we, we're going to, we're going to continue to make consoles? Absolutely. Uh, but how do we get more? And that's what you want to do. Right. I've got that backbone controller on the, uh, uh, on the I iPhone. Have my, so I have mine over there. I love it. Lon, that's a funny story. I, I have the, I have, I have a letter. And I don't have it with me. It's in my. It's in the other room. But the developer of Backbone started listening to me when he was in college to my podcast, and I inspired him to. And I was so moved by this letter. I'm working on getting him him on an upcoming show. But you'll have to hear more about that. But it was it was one of those moments where I just I felt really I was so pleased that I was able to you know in some small way help him achieve his dream. Yeah. No. It's it's true. And I think um, like you've been doing it for so long that a lot of us kind of kind of grew up listening to you, as you mentioned, and, yeah. and, and getting into their careers and having kids and going different places. And, and I, I think to a degree, you know, I shifted careers to do this. And, and a lot of that was kind of inspired by what you were doing and others. 
Um, because, right. you know, I think, you know, up until that point in time, there wasn't a mechanism to get media out to the public in a way that that wasn't through some other network or something. You know, the, the yeah, it was, it's now the, democratized. Very much so. And it was really fun to see, you know, that that explosion of, of corporate communication going in that direction also. And, and you're, you're, yeah. you're kind of a pioneer in that space. Um, yeah, and it's great because I've worked, the, you know, working with our comms team. We have some of the most amazing, smartest communications people at the company uh, in the industry. And they, they, they always want to experiment. They want to fail. What doesn't work? Because we're going to find out what doesn't work, and then we're going to find out what does work. So we're going to, we know that not everything's going to work, but we're, we're, I've never been told if you – at Microsoft, and that's what's beautiful about this company – I've never heard someone come up with a great idea, and no one at the company has ever said, mm, we don't have enough money for that. They'll all, if it's a great idea, there's a right. way to fund it. <laughs> let's try it, see what happens. You know, yeah, let's, let's about, try it. Let's talk about life at Microsoft, because obviously these past, this past year and a half has been a, a, a very big change in how people work. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what's it been like at the company for the, the period of time that you've been there, which is quite a while now? I'll tell you this, it's, you know, uh, we'll get to that in a moment, but I want to talk about the fact that I've been at the company since, and, and this is, this is going to blow your mind, Lon. Mm -hmm. I started at the company when Windows XP was in beta. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're okay, an old so timer. go do the math on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <right. laughs> and this version right now in 2021 is the best version of Microsoft I have ever seen. From our CEO with Satya Nadala and some some of the great products we're producing and what we're doing for you know the world. It's just it's just amazing. Making the migration to this this uh, remote situation with that COVID has brought on has been really interesting because I remember in 2018, I just had this conversation with one of our admins. I remember going to her desk and saying, hey, can you download this Teams thing? I want to try it out um, and I don't have anybody to talk to. And so she down, she's like, I don't understand this. And, you know, we so I got our entire team in 2018 moved over to using Teams two and a half years before, you know, people started using Zoom and Teams and what have you and Slack. And oh, Slack's been around for a while, but but long story short is that we were a lot ahead of it because I'm you know much like you and much like your listeners and viewers, Lon. I'm a hardcore nerd. I love experimenting, so I was nerding out that we were trying to figure out what Teams is, and now Teams is a massive player in this market. And and our team on the communication team was so far ahead because we were like, okay, this makes sense. We'll just keep doing it. Right. It just it just was like a flywheel with our efficiency, and it's never stopped. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and, and it was good that you got started when you did. So it was very, it was very, very proficient in it when it was time to get into it. Everybody was and, ready to roll, but it's, yeah, it's been ready a lot of fun. Roll. And so, so, and you say too that Microsoft is kind of the best you've, you've ever seen it be. Um, yeah. What are some of the things that you think have contributed to that? What's, what's in the culture that makes that, that tick the way it does? You know, it all starts, it all starts with our CEO, um, Satya, and our leaders with Phil and everyone else on the, on the leadership team. They're so thoughtful. They're so caring. They're so understanding. And they just want to do the right thing. And the thing that I've loved over the past few years is just seeing the 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 window of inclusivity get so big at the company. You know, it's 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 everybody is, you know, and the inclusivity takes on a different uh, depending on how you, you can look at it in many, many different ways. You know, certainly having a diverse background, diverse people that are working with you, but it also extends into the actual games. Mm -hmm. You know, are we seeing players that I can represent or I can recognize or I can connect with that look like me or that look like you or anyone else for that matter? Um, you know, you and I look very similar, but there's a lot of people out there that maybe are looking for a character that they can really identify with. So it's been so great to see 
the change at our company, but also in the games industry of this more inclusive characters and lead characters that we see in, in games. That's been amazing. And what's been fun about my Xbox upstairs, I, got, I bought the, uh, I actually managed to find a Series uh, X at retail <laughs> a couple of, like, during the, like, the rush for it. So I was very fortunate to yeah. get one. Um, it looks like now they're starting to get a little bit more accessible. Um, but I, yeah. I browsed through Game Pass with my daughter. Um, and she yeah. picks out the games that she wants to play. And, and it's funny to watch her because she's drawn to those, those games with the, the female protagonists as, as kind of the right. ones which that she is wants great. to play. Yeah, and it's getting her into yeah, which, gaming. Which is and, great. I mean, and, and, and to, the, to your point, Lon, 10 or 15 years ago, there wasn't anything for them. There really wasn't. Certainly Nintendo has an amazing uh, catalog of games. But by and large, that was the, you know, the, the, the games industry just really didn't have a lot to offer people like your daughter. So I'm so thrilled that we're doing that now. It's, 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 it's just it's, it's heartwarming. And she, uh, she devoured River City Girls. That was, uh, <laughs> we, were, we were playing a lot of that. Um, so that was, uh, that was a good one uh, for her. Um, what else is going on there that, that you think is, is exciting to you? Because, you know, in the tech industry, people tend to move around a lot. You know, but you, yeah. somebody starts at Microsoft, they go somewhere else. You've been there for a long time. What, what gets you? You mentioned a little bit that you're excited to come to work every day. But what, what's on the horizon? You don't have to give away anything, but, but you know, what, what, what gets you motivated to continue working in the same place every day? What gets me motivated is, you know, the people that I work with and their desire to bring gaming to billions of people. We've talked about that with Phil. And he keeps, you know, he, he, he's, how do we do that? Whether it's Game Pass, lowering the bar to download, whether it's, you know, allowing you to stream your games and play your games on, you know, Android devices or your iOS. So that's, that's what gets me going. And, you know, I've been recruited by a lot of companies in the games industry over the years, and they've been wonderful offers, but I've just had to politely decline because what we're doing at Microsoft, nobody can bring to bear the heft of the technology that Microsoft has to offer, whether it's Azure for streaming, whether it's the tech stack, whatever it is, it's 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 just such an exciting company to work at. And I get excited when we when I get to work on new products and I can't really talk about much about that part of it. But that's what keeps me going is that they're like there's 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 always these great ideas and trying to figure out what to do next. So I just I just I'm having a great I'm having the best time, Lon. I really am. Yeah, that's no, it's fun that you can you can get motivated every day with with something new and exciting going on there and i'm thinking with all the different divisions there, there's got to be a lot of cross-disciplinary work going on too because i'm sure yeah i talked to i mean i talked to uh, people yeah i talked to people in azure or in our developer services i had an interview with panos the head of windows a couple weeks ago i mean it's it's amazing the people that i can talk to at the company and 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 i can chat with at the company they're just they're just they're passionate about our customers and bringing great experiences and you're bringing a lot of those people onto your podcast too, so you can really get a good, yeah. a good, uh, you know. And, and and again, I think what I like about the podcast is that it's not cut up. You're getting a conversation that's not been been sanitized. In, yeah, and in that, well, that, thanks. You know, thank yeah. you, thank you, Lon. I appreciate that because a lot of people don't know or don't recognize that distinction. Like when I record people, I'm like, hey, this is I don't. We're not going to edit this a lot. We're going to talk about what we're doing, and we're going to be honest and open as best we can. Because that's what people want. They don't right. want the scripted interviews and here's my here's my talking points. They right. don't want that. They right. want and a as, natural conversation. As you mentioned, there's risk there, but there's also a lot of reward. And I think the reward certainly outweighs the risk if you if you approach it smartly. And I think that's a uh, yeah. real credit to, to your work. That's what, I, and that's what so, I've been trying to do. Thank you, Lon. So we got to nerd out a little bit here because um, what yeah. people don't know about you is that you yeah. are 
probably a bigger tech nerd than I am. <laughs> I, I was just about that. But before the show, um, Major Nelson showed me his um, his his Unify setup, and it's it, it is like twelve times the size of mine. He's got that that chart up. So so what what do you and you always got some kind of thing going on over there. So what's your what's your current project that you're that you're nerding out on over there? Well, I have an Unraid server, um, and my Unraid server, I just moved it into a new rack. I was telling you about that off the air before we started. Um, and I get excited because my Unraid server, I just reconfigured the physicalness of it. It's the same machine. I just moved it around a little bit, and now it's running 22 degrees cooler. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. That's, That's what an kind of nerd I am. Is the yeah, it's an accomplishment. So there's that. I put up a, a Unify access point in my garage so I can get it to you know, so all my cars and everything, all my all my devices, all my lighting and my property is all covered. So that's really, you know, I got that dialed in. To be honest with you, I couldn't do that. My wife and daughter went away for a few days, and I couldn't do that when they were here because I'm sure the same thing happens to you, Lon. Why is the internet not working? When's yeah. it going to be back, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Trust me. So it's, you can't it's, touch a, it's a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So... I mean, I would get to the point where I would want to do network upgrades in my house when my wife was in the shower, right? So right, just, right. I'm rushing to do it. But, um, you know, that's one thing I'm working on. Um, I'm just, you know, I've got a bunch of new PoE, uh, Power Ethernet cameras I just put in. I have a Blue Iris server that does all the uh, video recording, which is amazing, which is a mm. whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, so that that's the latest. I'm, I'm kind of looking at a few things. I think I'm going to rebuild another machine. I, just, I don't know. I just, that's just looking for something fun to do. So when you get home, you're you're tinkering. It sounds like. Yeah, that's that's I you know I have my my life is digital and my 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 hobby is digital. I do have non tech hobbies. I'm a scuba diver. I love going oh, to okay. scuba diving. Uh, so there's things like that. I just haven't been able to do it as frequently, obviously with COVID. Right. Um, so you know, I just I, I like to I like to keep moving. I like to keep thinking. I always like to keep learning. Mm. Lon, like I want to understand why things work the way they do and why is it like this. Like one of the things that drives me crazy, Lon. Here, I'll tell you. I go to the store the other day. I want to know who is running the 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 standards width of parking spaces because they're so close together. I can't right. get out. Yeah. So, like, is there a standards <laughs> body that runs this? And why? Are they, I, I have the I know same problem on the West Coast. My local group. Yeah, yeah. I right? You know problem. what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, see, and I know what happens here in Connecticut, not to go off on a tangent, but they have like these requirements of certain numbers of parking spaces in a, in a parking lot to meet the zoning minimums. Right. And then yep. so they just make them closer together to the point that nobody can fit into them unless they're driving like a little Fiat or something. But right. it, it's, yeah. Or a motorcycle. So I'm like, why, right. why we need to fix this. So uh, anyway, so things, I, I always want to know like, who, who's, who's making those decisions? Because they're not from, a, you know, because I work on products. It's not a good usability story. It mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. It's hard right. to figure out why. That's why true. is why right. is this? I can't even get my open my car door. So. And so and so you, you and working at Microsoft for that long, where you're focused almost entirely on the user experience because you're making software that people interact with. It must be millions like, must, of people. It must drive you crazy. Like you see this stuff all the time. You can't you can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, I'm looking at why. You know, I my big my always thing is like why is it like that? And meanwhile, I have my neighbors are like, why do you care? I'm like, well, I want to understand what was this decision? Why, why is, why, why is this like that? So that's, I'm always asking, I mean, I, I sound like a, my four-year-old, you know, why, why mm -hmm. is that? What's going on here? Puzzling. So. But that's yeah. the kind of curiosity that leads to good products. Have, have, has it worked in the reverse? Have you seen things out in the world that you could say, Ooh, that would fix this problem at Xbox? 
Um, yeah, I guess in a little bit, you know, certainly there's a, there, there's a lot of examples of, you know, people borrowing ideas and getting inspired mm-hmm. by, uh, but yeah, I mean, I can't point to a particular feature, but I, it definitely feels like the right thing. You know, we're trying to find, bring, uh, make, make this make this or the Xbox series S I'm pointing at my series X behind me, yeah. uh, you know, just operate better in your AV ecosystem. Right. Yeah. It's, it's gotten a lot better because it's, it's now like detecting everything properly. It can do it's been, it's been the C that CEC stuff is working, isn't it? Lon? Yeah. Yeah. It's working very nice. <laughs> I still have to tweak some things. I, I have too much stuff hooked up up there. My, my, uh, my wife wants it simplified because I have like 12 remotes right now. We've got a, maybe it's another video. Topic she, that she's not talk. wrong. This is a big problem. This no, is it's a, a very big, big problem. problem. It's got to get addressed, um, so it's on. It's on the list, and it, it's it's only getting worse because did I read that Logitech is is decommissioning their remote, their smart remotes, yeah. their harmonies? Yep. They have. Who's going to pick up that ball, right? You know exactly, I, and I'm starting to see like different companies approach it. So you have that, you know, through the Xbox. I'm seeing it also with with Amazon, where they're having the A word kind of do that sort of thing. So you could say to A-Word, hey, turn on the Xbox, and it does the right input. It turns on the television. The Xbox boots up, and you're you're ready to go. But yeah, there's a lot of. Do you have a lot? Do you have a lot of that product in your house? A lot of the A-L-E-X-A stuff. A little bit. I, I review a lot of it. Um, but what's right. funny is I, I, I actually got more into the Google stuff. And the reason is, okay. is that I had this vision in my head of the Star Trek computer. And sure. I can, and my kids, you know, you know this, we, having kids too, like they, they ask crazy questions. And yeah. like, I don't know the answer to that. So I'm like, hey, you know who, what's the whatever? Right. And it usually comes back right. with something useful that's enough to get the kid thinking about how to research more. So that, that has been right. my... <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's been it's been great because because when you and I were growing up, we would have those those uh, arguments on the playground, and if we really took it the distance, we'd go to the library, right? That's exactly. But usually, it. it just stopped. <laughs> it just stopped there. Well, it was funny because I remember when I, I I remember this very clearly. I, I once wanted to know what happened. I was very afraid of bees as a kid, and I wanted to know what happened to them sure. in the winter. And my mom had mm-hmm. my mom was from Brooklyn, New York. She had no idea. So we went to the. She took me to the library. We talked to the library, and it took about two or three hours to learn how the bees right. survive in the winter now you can just get the answer like like that so it's changed right uh, yeah exactly what, what are they you can actually yeah and i'm sure you could probably find a video somewhere a live feed of here's bees hibernating for the winter yeah and now you've got all the answers right in front of you it's pretty cool yeah. now you're also yeah. an av nerd on top of being yes. a, a tech nerd and covid certainly has created a lot of challenges i had a local news anchor interviewing me for a story yesterday and he was talking about all the struggles he had over the last year broadcasting from his house and it's funny to see all these people become like youtubers now you had to do that also Um, we're running very similar systems but can you talk a little bit about how you produce the podcast now yeah sure i've got a um i've got a pretty hefty beefy gaming pc under my desk here and that kind of is running vmix which is i I think you've talked about that before vmix is Mm -hmm. a great piece of software and I mix everything live. Uh, so I've got a couple monitors here. I've certainly got the one gig uh, Comcast coming in and I host everything here and, and mix it all live. The key is, and I'm gonna send you the parts list for this, is I actually have this teleprompter here that brings everything up and I, so I can look into the, without without breaking eye contact, I can really, I gotta find my mouse actually. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know going, go, without breaking eye contact, I can bring up like, uh, you know, a, a trailer or a screenshot of something like that or my desktop. You know, right. I can do any types of those things. So it's been very helpful 
to have all of that ready. Like here is, uh, you know, here's a background. You know, this mm-hmm. is the background of one of the this backgrounds oh, for the cool. series. So I yep. can do all of that without breaking, uh, without breaking, um, you know, the screen and being able to look at. In, in this case, I'm looking directly at you. So that's been a part of it. But I mean, really, the migra- the hardest part has been actually, um, and Lon, I think you'll appreciate this is recording each week and getting my co-host is is you know keeping my daughter quiet in the other room. <laughs> yeah, so that's I got challenge. two upstairs right now that I'm like keep it down up there, <laughs> banging on the ceiling. Yeah, that's the hard part, absolutely, because uh, fam- life comes but, in. It's it, you know you're not at the yeah. office anymore, and and your workflow yeah. it seems like is very similar to mine in that you're shooting everything live to disc and then just kind of yep. piecing it together and pumping it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we're doing when I'm when I'm doing my interviews, I'm doing the switching myself. That's what it's called. The switching. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that all myself here, so that when they talk about, it, I bring up the lower thirds and the whole thing and the videos. I'm doing all that live, and sometimes I screw it up. Um, right. And it's just like, hey, that's what it is. So, you yeah. know, I'm act- I actually have to, you know, do the interview and run the. So it's basically I'm doing like four pers- people's job in television as as one right, maybe even more. Um, yeah, that's but exactly it's, uh, how you know, I do it's, it. Yeah, and it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I worked in broadcast for a long time. I've done thousands of live live uh, TV hours, and it's it's just it's a lot of fun. It gets me going because once it's done, it's done. Right, and I, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. For me, it's just it was just I, I do exactly what you do. I switch live to disc, and if I've got a issue that develops during the recording, I'll just patch it with some B-roll later and <laughs> just kind of get it yep. out there and and be done with it. And I, and yep. I think it, it's more real that way, you know. And I think that's what's been yeah. so appealing about about what you do. And when you're when you're working on all this stuff, you have other things you do at Microsoft. I mean, you're part of the communications yeah. team. So, how much of your time yeah. is community? How much of is it of is, is it is it the internal stuff? Uh, it's it's a majority of it is the internal stuff, and the internal stuff is planning for future future events, future products, working with our engineering team on developing features and understanding what the feature is, so that I can go out and go, okay, how am I going to explain this feature? Oh, I see how it is, and mm-hmm. so learning to tell those stories. I mean, a lot the modern way of putting it is, I'm a storyteller, and we tell stories about our products. I tell stories about Xbox, so it's it's a vast majority of what I do, and it's it's again, it's part of what keeps me going every day. Excellent. Well, hey, first of all, thank you very much for, for coming on. We've been trying to uh, put this together for a while now, and, and I'm glad we both had our calendars align <laughs> so we could uh, yeah. we could make it happen. W- what else would you like the viewers to know about uh, what's coming up in the future, if anything? I know you can't break it. I just want right to thank... I want to first of all congratulate you, Lon, because you, I know you talked earlier about you you were doing another job and you started doing this. You do such a great job, and I, I've told you this. I think I do. I told you this on a Clubhouse or it was a Twitter thing a few weeks ago. Yeah. Is that when I'm when I'm building my Unraid server or I'm looking at Ubiquity, I'm doing a web search. You pop right at the top, and I'm like, "There's Lon," <laughs> and he's my doing it. And I go right to it. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it works, and it's great because it seems like you and I, I, I. I'll just say this: if you and I were neighbors, we would get along famously you and i would be like exchanging so much nerd stuff and running cables and doing stuff our wives would probably kick us out oh we would but have fiber um, optic cables going back and forth it would be uh it would be quite a yeah quite it'd be a scene. ridiculous we'd have redundancy but um yeah you know it's it's i just want to say i really appreciate all the hard work you've been doing over the years on behalf of you know just consumer technology and electronics because it's been so great to see you grow and be successful in your channel um, and just to be able to to be you know offer a little bit of uh, uh, be a part of it in my, this little way is just is really exciting for me. And I want to thank everybody for all their great you know they can hit me up on Twitter at Major Nelson and all the great folks who said wonderful things over the years and maybe some not so wonderful things. But it's uh, it's great to have you there anyway. <laughs> and where can people find the podcast? It's not it's everywhere I guess. If you just look for the the is it called, is it now the official yeah. Xbox? I I knew it as Major yeah, Nelson we re- Radio right. That was the original. Yeah. 
that was the original. It's now the official Xbox podcast. You can find us on Google. You can find us on Apple. MajorNelson.com, which is my blog, forward slash podcast. It's right there. Got a YouTube channel. You'll, you'll see it all. I mean, we can't swing a dead cat without hitting this thing. Awesome. Uh, but it's, it's been around it's, for so long. It's it just is there. A, <laughs> it, it lives. Yeah, it's exactly. It's just like, <laughs> it's, it's this weird thing. But anyway, yeah, it's so it's it's just so great to talk to you. And I, I would love to come on again sometime. And we can yeah, talk let's about do what it. we're playing. And you know what? I bet, I bet what we'll hear from, from the viewers is things that we didn't talk about that they want to hear about. So we'll definitely have yeah. to uh, schedule this again. And I'm hoping that- Tell us that what you want to know. I mean, there's certain yeah. things I can't tell you, but yeah, I'm, right. if, you want to, if, you want, if you want me to tell you about my Ubiquity setup and, or my Unraid server, I'm happy to share all the details because I, I want to learn. I want, to, I want people to be able to learn from what I do. Great. We'll dig into it. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And whenever I load up my Xbox, I think of you. So, and I see you sometimes on it too. You just can't get away from you. But uh, <laughs> thank you, Lon. Well, listen, keep you. up the great work and we'll chat with you later. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So a big thank you to Larry for joining us on the show this week. It was really fun to learn more about his origin story at Microsoft. And I also enjoyed comparing production notes with him uh, because we both run with essentially the same workflow. So it's always good to compare notes and make sure I'm operating in the most efficient way. He's got a great idea for a teleprompter that I might look at putting together very soon. Now, this week's show is brought to you by all of you. And I have two new supporters to thank on the channel. Paul Brayrin contributed via our donor box page, and Jennifer Hurd contributed via the YouTube membership program. If you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. In addition to the donor box page that you'll find there, we also support Patreon. We support the YouTube membership program and Floatplane. And I do want to thank everyone who contributed this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis, but also those of you who just watch on a regular basis too, because all of those things equal channel growth. Now, if you're new to my channel, I cover a lot of technology products and we cover them in a bunch of different ways. So you can find me in a lot of different places. We have my extras channel, which has unboxings and supplementary content and some reviews of minor gadgets and whatnot. We have my podcast feed, which is an audio version of this show that you can find in your favorite podcatchers. We also do a lot on Amazon. And if you head over to lon.tv slash Amazon shop, you can watch all of my content ad free. And we also do live streams over there while simulcasting over to YouTube as well. So there's a lot of different places you can catch up on all of my tech reviews. If you want to engage with the channel, you can visit my very infrequent email list at lon.tv slash email. We also have my Facebook group, which is well over a thousand members now, and we're slowly building up a Discord community too. And then we also have my store where I sell previously used items that I reviewed here on the channel. And my pile is growing, so I'm due to be uh, updating that store very shortly. And if you want to be notified whenever I add something to that store, you can go to lon.tv slash store alert so you can get notified the second those new items go live. There's usually only one of everything because it's the actual item that I reviewed here on the channel. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap up. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I had a lot of fun doing that interview over the weekend. I will be having an appearance soon at Retro World Expo on November 6th and 7th here in Connecticut. So if you're around, definitely check it out. I think I'm getting a coupon code for that very shortly. A lot of fun retro YouTubers are going to be there, including my buddy Metal Jesus and Retro RGB and a bunch of other folks. So definitely check it out if you're in the area. I'll be doing a panel discussion on the Mr. FPGA projects. So that's going to be a fun one for sure. That's going to do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seiben. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters. 
including Gold Level supporters Hot Sauce and Video Games. Brian Parker. Chris Allegretta. Tom Albrecht. Thomas Anfang. Jim Tannis. And Handheld Obsession. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv s.